Cheers. If you don't know what Weiss is, where have you been? I'm not done with Rosé. Okay, it's been a rough week with, like, how I feel about things. Do we talk about the election now? Or I have a Dr. Dre thing. I'm not taking sides. They're both idiots. You park in my driveway, you might as well have killed my dog. I don't know what that means, but you're going to get it. You got it the wrong way around, honey. You're, you're the, the problem. problem. I'm a detective. I can't trust any of these bitches anymore. Mm-mm. No, it's my butt. It's Sushi. Me. She's like a cockroach. She is, but she's only a cockroach in the butt. I got some gazungas. Cheers. Cheers. Listen, here's the thing. First of all, okay, no, continue. I'm not making this up. Uh, I don't think we can. I don't think we should. Piece of garbage. You're the problem. Uh, Do not sound bite that. I'm married to a Jewish man. This is Wigs and Wax. How's it going over there? Getting there. Slipping around. Do you know how upset Cher must be right now? Oh my god, I haven't heard from her in so long. (laughs) I think she tweeted that she was about to blast off and like go to another planet. We don't need another hero. Sure do. Yeah. We are recording. Hello and welcome to Wigs and Weiss. (laughs) That's not the way we start this show. Hi, everybody. Hi. How's it going? We know. It's a bummer of a week. It's a bummer of a day, week, week month, month, and next four, four years. years. Um, we're going to try to keep this as upbeat as possible because we still need to laugh. All of us. And we believe in, uh, in the goodness of America, despite what has happened. There is still goodness here. She did win the popular vote, so that says something. Hey, do come here. Says that more than, well, I would say more than half, but um, since half of the country didn't vote, more than a quarter of the country is still saying, I can't speak to the people that decided not to vote. Sorry for all that jingling. <laughs> Duke is with us in the studio, and by studio, I mean office below my little house. Because he can't be trusted Because he to likes, be alone. He likes to pee on things sometimes. And destroy things. Just like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> See, See? There? we're laughing. Cheers. Cheers. You want to pop your cork, Polly? Let's pop our cork. Your cork. Let's do it. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to? Why don't you start um, and tell me things that you know and... Okay, girl. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the election when I pop my cork. And then I will talk about election adjacent things the rest of the show, but I'm not going to attack it as head on because and and I do also want to make sure everyone knows too that we are we focused on today bringing some lightness into all this we are we we really um there's going to be enough cynicism for the next uh indiscriminate amount of time (laughs) that we really want this podcast to be a source of optimism at the end of the day we are going to still pay attention to the facts we're not gonna be blind to what's going on around us but uh, we do believe in, like I mentioned, we believe in the goodness of everyone out there, especially the people that are listening to this. Um, and hopefully maybe a few people that maybe we wouldn't expect that are listening to this and could maybe change their minds about a few things. Um, just be awake and listen. Yeah, get woke, Not everyone. just to us, but to, to your friends, your your, your I, I'm losing my train of thought already, but just just take care of each other. Yeah. Which I will say was the most um, positive thing that I saw. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been crying for two days, guys. Uh, it's the most positive thing that I've seen come out of the election are the people that are saying we're going to stick together. We've got each other's backs. All the outpouring of love to minorities, to women, to LGBTQ t- community. All of that is very heartening. Um, what's the most disappointing to me was there was a little thing on Twitter circulating today that was... Uh, Trump's America Day One, and it was basically just a list of the harassment that minorities and uh, gay people had received just in the first day, and he's not even president yet. So to me, that's the scariest thing to come out of. I'm not the scariest thing because gay rights, women's rights, minority rights are all hanging in the balance because uh, 
Donald Trump has made it clear that he wants to take care of that stuff in a very negative way. And Mike Pence is his vice president. And he cray. So... So my, that's why you've been crying for two days. That's why I've been crying for two, <clears throat> two days. And my question now is, so Hillary, Hillary won the popular vote. She lost in the Electoral College by a pretty big margin, right? Um, a friend of mine on Facebook posted uh, a Twitter storm from Donald Trump from 2008 when, or 2012, let me double check, um, when it seemed like uh, Romney had won in the um, popular vote, but not the Electoral College. And it reads as such. Our country is now in a serious and unprecedented trouble like never before. This election is a total sham and a travesty. We are not a democracy. More votes equals a loss. Revolution! Let's fight like, fight like hell and stop the great and disgusting injustice. The world is laughing at us. We can't let this happen. We should march on Washington and stop this tra travesty. Our nation is totally divided. The phony electoral college made a laughing stock out of our nation. The loser won. And he spelled one... O-N-E, BT dubs. <laughs> he lost the popular vote by a lot and won the election. <clears throat> we should have a revolution in this country. And for once, I agree with Donald Trump. There you go. Because <laughs> at any particular moment, he could be on your side and not on your side. Exactly. And at, this, at that moment, he was on our side against himself now. Yeah. So if, four if, years if Trump ago. Trump were to have to have like a dinner party. With the Donald Trump from a day ago, two days prior, three days prior, four days prior, and five days prior, they would be screaming at each other. They would hate the, each either other. Either they'd all just be laughing and jerking off. Jerking each other off. <laughs> be the biggest circle jerk. Yeah. Because <laughs> they... Uh, the biggest orangish circle jerk that we've ever seen. So, I, I mean, to me, that was an amazing find um, and very true and something that I agree with. And I don't understand why we're not making a bigger deal out of the fact that the Electoral College has failed us. Twice in our modern history. And actually, we were talking about this yesterday with some friends and I, and like we we're talking about how both of those things should be in alignment. The popular, the popular vote and the electoral college right. should always be in agreement. They should always be that that should be, I think, in theory, what maybe in an ideal world. Right. And if they were not. If one was the popular, like, like in this case, the popular vote she won and the electoral vote he won. Can't we have some sort of thing built in there, even if it's not like they're let's say that they are not in agreement, but they're not in agreement by a certain amount. Like, mm -hmm. the, like the, it, there's a formula there that now it initiates a recount. Right. And not even just a recount, actually. What if it, what if it happened to be a revote? Like what would then happen if now you knew what happened? And it's not just like, well, we knew what happened and we didn't get our way, but we knew what happened because there were two different outcomes here. And if that is the case, what would be the damage of doing a revote a week later? The thing like the elect. Electoral College is so archaic that it was set up by our founding fathers to make sure that if we were to vote in a lunatic, they would be able to change that. So could that still maybe yeah. <laughs> happen? <laughs> they vote on December 19th. There's been petitions run going around. I don't know if anything will happen, right. but I mean... Because they've never done it, I imagine. No. And people would be outraged. Right. But she still won the popular vote. I'm holding out hope that the Electoral College has some some sense yeah. and they vote for her instead. There's still a chance. <laughs> There's still a chance. It's a slim, slim it's, sliver. It's what the Founding Fathers, I think, were trying to avoid when they put the Electoral College into place. Um, but nobody's done it before. Like, potentially it could have been done in 2000 when Al Gore beat George Bush in the popular vote. But uh, we'll see. December 20th or 19th is when they vote. And there still is um, some voter... Um, absentee ballots. Not absentee ballots, but was it, I think it was Wisconsin where 30,000 people were turned away because of some, some, some ID situation. Oh, yeah. It's all just voter suppression. And, and she only lost by 6,000 in that particular county or something like that. I could be... Br brutally butchering that, the actual it truth behind matter. that. But hey, welcome to America. Yeah, fuck it. Um... The one thing that I wanted to my, share my... Because I really am trying to keep some sense of an optimism right now, which mm -hmm. is really difficult. And yesterday, in particular, I talked with my father, who I greatly appreciate his... He always has like a sort of a solid head on, on what is going on and mm -hmm. what this really is. And he said, you know, we've survived Nixon. We've survived Reagan. This country has been through a lot, and it survives. 
there will definitely be challenges. Um, he seemed very firmly uh, believing that there, he's not going to come. He has no reason to come for our LGBT um, rights, which he, I right. did respond and say, I don't think he does. But Mike Pence. But I think Mike Pence. And the minute I said Mike Pence, he said, yeah, you're not in good shape there. <laughs> so that's where like, I appreciate his honesty there. And the bigger thing um, uh, with all of this is the Supreme Court. Yeah. Already an empty seat that he's going to fill. And one of the potential nominees that he's been talking about is a guy named William Pryor. I looked him up briefly. He's a garbage person. Oh, good. He's the problem. Um, he, uh, he, in a 2003 legal brief, um, he wanted to uphold a Texas law which was criminalizing consensual LGBT sex. And he compared oh, it that's, that's to criminalize it. And he, uh, this is someone who could be a Supreme Court Supreme justice. Supreme Court justice. By like, <laughs> oh, let me, is that me? That's. I do not disturb, sorry. Um, and uh, he uh, he also compared gay sex to polygamy, incest, pedophilia, prostitution, and adultery, and argued that states should be free to prosecute gay people as criminals, and uh, that our rights are not protected by the Constitution. His exact quote is that this court, which was the Supreme Court at the time, has never recognized a fundamental right to engage in sexual activity outside of monogamous heterosexual marriage, let alone to engage in homosexual sodomy. Such a right would be antithetical to the traditional relation of the family that is as old and as fundamental as our entire civilization. Um, so the fact that he... Oh, and he also, Lambda Legal has noted that Pryor cast a deciding vote that blocked Florida LGBT couples from adopting children. So this is a potential person that could be taking a seat. Everybody send Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All the vitamins. All the vitamins in the world. All the salmon you can. Just, and please, Ruth, please do not retire in the next four years. She can't. She knows she can't. She knows she can't. Honestly, it's just going to be a matter of, of her being able to show up. But you know they'll be coming for her like the minute she... Drops a pencil. They're like, ooh, Ruth. Absolutely. Ruth dropped a pencil. But girl is sharp. She is. Girl is sharp. I think I think she knows how important her role is right now. And side note, when she first came out against um, Colin, I'm going to butcher his last name, the Kaepernick. Ka- Ka- Kaepernick. Kaepernick, thank mm-hmm. you. With him, she was like, he, he, she threw some shade at him for taking the knee and whatever. He not, did you hear he, had, he didn't vote? He came out and said he didn't vote openly said, I didn't vote, this is not my country, blah, blah, blah. Dude, you're, fuck you're the yourself. fucking problem. I, I was all on board with everything you were doing, and now go fuck yourself. Come on. You're yeah. going to make a giant political so statement, right. but you're not going to make the smallest political your, sa- statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Come on, Kaepernick. Um, yeah, and then back to Pence for a second, that in 2000, when he was running for Congress, he said that Congress should support the reauthorization of the Ryan White Care Act, which was... Um, funding HIV and AIDS in the 90s um, for patients who aren't able to do so on their own only after completion of an audit to ensure that federal dollars were no longer being given to organizations that celebrate and encourage the types of behaviors that facilitate the spreading of the HIV virus. Resources should be directed towards those institutions which provide assistance to those seeking to change their sexual behavior. Yeah, he believes in conversion therapy. The vice president. The vice president. Okay. Just so we're clear. The vice president believes in conversion therapy. That you all elected. Not you all, but... Probably nobody that's listening to our podcast. No one that's listening to this podcast. <laughs> but um, so if you know a conservative and you're a gay person, can you please just tell them, what, like, these are the facts? This is what's happening to our country? Emails, and though. She had emails. She had emails. Uh, I haven't <laughs> listened to the full This American Life, but apparently... They they look at it in depth, and what it boils down to is she just didn't know how to use a fucking computer. Yeah, and she had tits. And she had tits. That that really just she couldn't no. she couldn't beat that. Sure couldn't. I just feel uh, just to also go into the general last twenty four hours that I that I felt last night was um, I feel like I'm hearing sirens and horns in a different way. Same. Isn't it weird? Like every time I hear a siren now, I'm like, who did what? Who, what? Wait, what? Who did something? Did Who's something? In trouble? <laughs> Who's in trouble? Who did something they shouldn't have? Who's spray painting something? Yeah. Horns. I'm just like hearing such anger in mm-hmm. the horn. And then last night, it was like a thousand degrees in Los Angeles last night. Yeah. Um, at 830 at night, it was 90 degrees because global warming is not a thing. No. 
We're, we are in hell, though. Yeah, this so. is hell. Welcome. Um, and in the distance, for the first time I've ever in our place, heard church bells ringing in the distance. Swear to God. I really heard church bells, and I was like, is this really like... I've been thinking of that <laughs> R.E.M. song, It's the End of the World, but he ends the chorus with, and I feel, feel fine. fine. Well, that's I don't gonna feel come, fine. Well, that's what, this is what it's going to come down to. A lot of this... Mm-hmm. He, he just picked up the wine. And maybe every so often a half a Mexi Zanny. Just like, yeah. that's the only way you're going to feel fine through this. Because I don't think Michael Stipe was feeling fine either. I think he had found some sort of chemical um, assistance to feel fine. And maybe we just disassociate. We can't disassociate, though, because we've got to be the change that we want to see in the goddamn world. And we're going to look at the children of the, the 18 to 25 vote. They all voted blue. They are the future. These old fucks are going to die soon enough. <laughs> I will say, though, this is my little personal business. Um, I come from a conservative family. I'm from Indiana. My dad texts me emojis of hearts every morning because he is a lovely man. He is a lovely man. He's a lovely man. I always avoid talking politics with him, but yesterday I couldn't avoid it, and I texted back, I'm very sad what happened last night. Excuse me. And he was very gracious, and I don't think he voted um, again, we don't talk about it, which is part of the problem. Um, and I'm going to be more open with my family now, just with who I am and who I support. And I hope that they see eye to eye with me in some point. You know, that's all you can do. That's all we can do is keep living our best lives yeah. and be proud of who we are. I think that's always difficult sometimes is to have pride in the things that make us different, mm-hmm. especially now that we have a leader who has told us not only to not be proud of them, but you could be in trouble for them. Right. And that's new to us. We have not been, our generation has not survived a war, has not survived anything. I mean, 9-11 was as cataclysmic as we have survived, and it was cataclysmic. Absolutely. But, the, but 9-11 brought the country together. It tore it apart in certain ways, too. It might mm-hmm. have been the beginning of a lot of the issues that we see today. But 9-11, I remember feeling that first day, <laughs> like I, afterwards, like I did yesterday that just was all grief and crying mm-hmm. and feeling horrible but the next day everyone do the in our neighborhood at least and I, I don't know if it was a nationwide thing but people were lighting candles and sitting on their front steps and that was a, a an incredible moment of unity and I think unity is going to be something that we don't see for a long time yeah unfortunately um, so we have to find unity in, in in our groups and in our friends and family. And when we don't see unity, we have to stand up to it, and we have to and we have to say absolutely. it's okay. And I and I think that's going to be very challenging. I think when you wake up, and I mean, there are people that are finding um, swastikas sprayed already outside of schoolyards. Um, it's just going to require if you see someone that is not in your minority group or is not in, like, even if you're not in a minority group, if you see someone who is being treated in a way that is unfit, be a good person. To, you have to stand beside them at this point. You have to. And it's scary. It is scary, but you know, complacency is what's going to continue on a dark road, but perseverance and fighting against what we, you know, our injustices are what's going to lead us hopefully back to a more inclusive and, unified nation and get out there and in some way do good in the world that might not have anything to do with the, the the election or politics i think anything that we can find in these moments to to ha- helps to give someone a helping hand and it will will it'll pay back in dividends absolutely um when you turn on the tv in the morning and hear something for the next four years that's going to hurt Mm-hmm. You at least can remember and know that you helped someone along the way, um, maybe more than you wouldn't around. have done if this hadn't have happened. Absolutely, like there is something beautiful that can come of this. I've seen more um, reminders of be charitable and can you donate to this and can you help this person? Can you show up for this rally? Um, we we needed a wake up call, I guess. And just don't. My biggest fear is a week from now, people are going to be like, "Well, we did that." Mm-hmm. We just have to be really diligent. I don't think. I think he will be a daily reminder. That's true. I think every single time that we see him, you will be reminded that like the 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 only way to fight injustice and cruelty is to be kind. Yes. And and it will remind us. Oh, that's right. I need to get out, and I need to. I need to not only stand up for people that I might not know, but also go out and do something kind for the world today. Yes. Um, And I would just like to say to um, women of color, 
I'm so sorry as a white woman that we did not show up to the polls with and for you because a lot of white women voted for Trump and I think it's really upsetting. Um, anything else about the election? I do have some <laughs> positive thoughts to share. My friend, my very, very dear friend, Elizabeth Hopwood, just tweeted two hours ago. Yesterday, a friend cried when talking about the election with her class. Today, her students brought in a cake and a card with notes of support. Hashtag love. See, there's good. There's good. Um, and then um, I was fortunate enough to have um, the associate dean of my uh, college, Boston University, College of Communication, um, is a one of those people that will always be in my life mm-hmm. and will always be those sort of guardian angels that sit on your shoulder in times of crisis. And she is a very vocal Facebook presence. Um, and she shares a lot and she shares stories and she retweets amazing things that people are doing in the world. And she is wonderful. Her name is Marilyn Root. And, um, the last time I had written her was when prop eight passed. Uh, I know it was bad. Duke. Exactly, Duke. <laughs> I know Duke. I know. <laughs> um, and last night, um, I said, hello, good doctor. I'm ashamed to see that the last time I wrote to you was when we were in such similar desperate times. But to that end, you are and have always been a true inspiration and glimmer of what I hope to see more of in this world. Thank you for always finding the good fight. We are together in spirit. I miss you and think of you often. We will prevail. And her response to me was, much love to you too. We have always been a good team. These are dark times, but we will persevere. There is too much work to do. Miss you too. And... That alone is so succinct and so true. Um, these are dark times, but we will persevere. Yes. And that is something that will be a mantra in my head for the next four years. I just want to end this by saying, I think, obviously, I don't know what it's like to live as a gay person. I don't know how, what it's like to live as a person of color. I feel like I'm an ally to both of those minority groups. You are an ally to both of those groups. But I would like to say... As a woman and as an ally, how the fuck are we still dealing with this shit? I don't get it. People will, they, whereas you have learned that if there is an experience outside of yourself, you want to understand it, there are as many, if not more, people who find that and go, get it out of my fucking face. Yeah. And that's the horrible reality of this is that they, they, still have a voice, no matter how much you tell them what your experience is, it ain't theirs, and they don't have time for it. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. <sighs> yes, Duke, correct. Let's lighten the mood, <laughs> because if, if you're still with us... <laughs> and if you're not, we understand. We understand. Come back we, next week. We actually should, when we post this, post like, if it gets too dark, cut to like 20 <laughs> right. some odd minutes in, and we're going to talk about Kim Kardashian, <laughs> because I want to mention one quick thing as we're continuing to pop our cork before we plug it back in. Um, Kim Kardashian was on 60 Minutes this past weekend. Oh, she was? Oh, she, well, it was an interview that was recorded prior to the robbery. The robbery. And it was all about influencers. How we're still talking about influencers, period, is like, my God. Like, it's just like, it's not that we're not, we should be talking about influencers, of course. Like, it's an amazing trend that people are out there and they're being paid just to have an audience. Right. In 60 Minutes is like the perfect show for that because it's mostly an audience of people that does not understand. No, they, so don't, fine. they don't get it. Fine. Right. But the interview, oh, my God. It's just because, like, there's so many influencers out there, and we know that Kim Kardashian is probably the biggest one. Absolutely. But we have asked her this question 1,000 times now. We have tried to like get her to be accountable for the fact that she doesn't do shit. And at this point, press, it's on you. She doesn't do shit. We know this. Stop asking her. Like, I actually kind of felt for her in this moment. I'm like, she's tired of having people see, like, what do you do, Kim? She doesn't fucking do anything. We know this. We know she does nothing. Stop asking. You're never going to get out of her. She's not going to be like, you're right. I'm a garbage person, and you fell for it. Woohoo! Although I will say, in defense of Kim Kardashian. And she's not a garbage person. And I can't believe I'm saying it. Girl has built an empire, and that does, I don't know what it is, but it does take some talent. So this is how she answered it, to her credit. Bill Whitaker, you're famous worldwide. 
Would that famous Kim Kardashian exist without social media? No. Don't ask that question. Stop. Stop. Yeah, of course it wouldn't. No. <laughs> so don't. And you know that. So stop being rhetorical to make her squirm. Like exactly. that's like. Just because it's not your forum doesn't mean there's not a place for people like her. And that's what it feels like. It feels like, especially with 60 Minutes, it's just like one big cane shaking in her face. Right. And to give her credit, she sat there and she keeps answering. But I just want the press to stop fucking asking. Yeah. She is what she is. And you're never going to get out of her something more than that. Yeah. Because I'm fucking Kim Kardashian. That would be great for her. Because like, why do you think you're famous? Because I'm fucking Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And Next. Al- and al- also, who cares? Exactly. Like, like, I am defending her because I think she has every right to have her career, but I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy into it, but you don't have to. This is actually it. I, I, l- a little bit further on in the interview, I forgot this. We've been talking, this is him, Bill Whitaker. We've been talking to a number of young influencers. Many of them have different talents. They do comedy. They dance. They sing. What's your talent? This is 2016, by the way. She's... <laughs> <laughs> we know what she fucking does. She responds, it is a talent to have a brand that's really successful off of getting people to like you for you. I'll give you that. Sure. He responds, you've turned your, you've turned you into an empire worth in excess of a hundred million I've read. And she goes, so I would think that has to involve some kind of talent, you know, go ahead. I agree with that. Question answered. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's just continue everything else. And I mean, like, what What else? What do you want her to say? Yeah. I'm Kim Kardashian. I'm Kim Kardashian. I do shit. I have a, probably one of the most successful TV shows on TV right now. Yeah. Like, it's it sucks to be an everyday person and look at that and be like, well, how come, how come, how come? And to that end, start asking that then. Like, hold, like if you want to ask something new, be like... Do you feel okay? Or something, like, just a twist on it. I mean, she's not going to answer that, but, like, change some sort of the question where it's not just, like, why do you think you're famous? (laughs) She just is. You know when you stand next to somebody and you're like, oh, they've got it? Kardashian. She obviously has it. (laughs) Yeah. She's not going to quantify it for you. No. She's going to post a picture of her ass. And then she's going to get a gajillion retweets and regrams and all that shit, and she's going to laugh all the way to the bank. So congratulations. Yep. You're the problem. You're the problem. Uh, um, uh, you know what? I feel like I'm in the mood for some Troll Patrol. Troll Patrol. Oh, shut up. Troll Patrol. Let's do it. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Well, no, I just went. You do. You you tell me yours. Okay. So I was going to do um, the little market that's down the street from me. And it's not even a bad review. It's just a fucking weird one. But I'm going to save that for another week because when Paul and I were having lunch earlier today, he reminded me of his love for Kohl's. You know what? You got some shade. (laughs) And because Paul loves Kohl's so much, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find one, a negative (laughs) review, which is not hard to find. No shade on Kohl's. Well, some shade on Kohl's. (laughs) Some shade on Kohl's. But I went to Kohl's like the day after Christmas one year. I why would you do that to yourself? Because my mom like likes to go. Okay. Like it actually might it might have been a couple days after. <laughs> it might have been a couple days after. If I still have these pictures on my phone, we'll post them to the Facebook account. Yes, please. It was the most horrifying. Oh, I saw I just, those. <laughs> I have to post these pictures. It was like someone went in there <laughs> with like. Like the Tasmanian devil <laughs> just went in there and just bubble, like spun through the aisles and tore everything off the shelves. It's unbelievable. And I almost I took pictures because I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to like the store manager. Oh my god! Because I thought maybe I'd get a discount. <laughs> You're crazy. You're also a 65 year old woman who's I, like I like what I like and what? I like what I like. I'm gonna get a discount. No, and meanwhile, I get like 12 people fired. Right. <laughs> I didn't do it. But That's I'm going nice. to post these pictures now I will. That's great. So what do they say about Kohl's? Val D. from Los Angeles, California says, Today was my first time visiting a Kohl's. Here, everything is made in China and sold at the highest retail price. A pack of five white Hanes t-shirts cost $38. Basically, Kohl's sells the same thing as Walmart, only at higher prices. There's an attempt to make you think you're getting a deal by offering one, buy one, get one 50% off. If the item was 50% off without having to buy one first, I would call that a deal. But BOGO, 50 off, is just a skeezy gimmick to make you spend more on the highest price possible. Overall, Kohl's exemplifies corporate America at its worst, subpar brands, poor return policies, and little uniqueness in the shopping experience. 
The return policy there is fantastic. She's wrong. There. <laughs> There's no value to the consumer. However, you can get 15% off you, uh, if you register for a Kohl's charge card. Yeah, you can. And you also get 30% off coupons every so often, which I did not get in my last mailer, so I will not be visiting. But that's get, that's how this whole She didn't know how to work Kohl's. That's the thing. You need to know how to work Kohl's to benefit from Kohl's. Yeah, you're going to walk in off the street and get a good deal? No. No, you need to come with your Kohl's cash. you got to come with your... You have to go when they're giving Kohl's cash. She can fuck off. Well, I hope you're listening, Valdi, because Paul's giving you some pointers on how to make Kohl's work for you. Me and my mom. In Trump's America. Well, funny you should say that, actually, because now my <laughs> troll patrol is for the PetSmart down the street from us, which came in very handy last Friday when I was extremely hungover from a night with one of my friends when we went to that casino, which oh, I was right. talking about last time. And I forgot I had to get Duke dog food. And so we usually go to this one place, and I was like, I don't even know if they're going to, like, I can't make it that far. And so this one down the street from us, and I was like, PetSmart, please have our pet food. And they did, and they were friendly as hell. So I was like, perfect. Love you some PetSmart down the street. But who doesn't love PetSmart? Nathan F. from Los Angeles. What you got to say, Nathan F.? On January 16th, he had this experience. No stars, even though he gave one. The groomer shaved a Yorkie Maltese mix and cut off his whiskers. He had just been attacked by a pit bull, oh, so some of his hair was shaved down to put medicine on wounds. Asked for it a little shorter, and they shaved him. He's traumatized and embarrassed by his nakedness. No, he not. Shame on these groomers. Shame, shame. This is Trump's America. <gasps> shame on him. Shame, shame. This is Trump's America. Girl, it's a Yorkie. <laughs> She don't know what her hair looks like. Like you are totally misusing Trump's America yes. too. Yes, you, you can't just. We, we can't, can't just, dilute it right wait, now. No, we can't. We're totally diluting everything that's going to go wrong. Is Trump? No, no. You're no. like making it into thanks Obama. Those are jokes. Did someone spray a swastika into you? Your your Yorkie. That is Trump's America. I actually have a personal troll patrol that I'd like to whip out to show you an example of Trump's America. Um, so a friend of mine who shall remain nameless posted a meme yesterday of Hillary Clinton saying, um, only something to the effect of only a woman with experience could lose to a man who has zero, which is very true. And one of her friends replied back, yes, however, she is a stupid cunt. Uh, My friend wrote back, the use of that word is not welcome. Thanks. Dude wrote back. Not enough. Pretty sure as a free American, I can use any language I'm deemed necessary. My friend, I don't believe I said you couldn't use it, just not on my post or in interactions with me. Out of respect to me, someone who doesn't want to hear it. Garbage person writes back, LOL, multiple exclamation points. She writes back, I'm not sure what's funny or difficult about that. So I see this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do a little troll patrol in real life right do it, now. Do it. This because is what. I, this is when you do have to stand up. Exactly. You did it. Stand up for the people that you care about and love, and even strangers that you don't know. It's yes. okay. I said, wow. I don't know you, garbage person. But after taking a quick look at your page, I'm gonna go ahead and tell all my friends and family in Indiana that sh- they should definitely never use your employer for their heating and air conditioning needs. Otherwise, they may be unwittingly allowing a disrespectful and, from what I can tell, an unhinged individual into their home. Cool wakeboard, though. He had a wakeboard in his <laughs> profile picture. Dude automatically, he writes back, LOL, then deletes his post and blocks me. But lucky for me, I had already taken a screen grab. <laughs> so, so he laughed and then blocked you. Yes. Laughed, deleted, and blocked. Yes. Sounds stable. So I'm going to go ahead and post this little exchange on our Facebook page. And Indiana people... Make sure you do not use one hour heating and air conditioning for your heating and cooling needs. But go ahead and look at their Yelp because they get abysmal reviews anyway. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Check it out. Oh, wow. Trump's America, y'all. That's Trump's America. Yes. PetSmart on La Siena. Not so much. Not Trump's America. You should definitely, I mean, one positive experience. I just needed dog food when I was hungover. Who knows what else they do. But I just think they, they're okay. And also your Yorkie is not ashamed of its haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand that dogs have feelings too, but your Yorkie is probably okay with his haircut. Might be a t-shirt. Your Yorkie is not ashamed <laughs> of its haircut. Um, 
Okay, so where are we going from here? Is it time for me to Spotify something? Spotify found something? Why don't we talk about Holy Hell real oh, quick? Yes, that's right. Um, so as we did before, we're going to do a book club for next week. Book club time. And this book club this week is uh, the documentary Holy Hell on Netflix. It's about a cult that was in Los Angeles from like 1982 through 2000 and something. Mm-hmm. Like 20 years it spanned. So that's Holy Hell. Check it out. Paul and I will be watching it. And then next week we will report reported on it. Reported on it. Yeah, and fair warning, do not watch it with your parents. There's a scene that's going to... It's there at the end, but it'll really throw you through a loop. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, so we have a new segment this week that I am excited to share. Um, it's one that we call I Spot a Found Something. I Spot a Found Something. Isn't that yeah. fun? <laughs> we made sound effects this week, you guys, aren't they nice? Can you tell? <laughs> We're really proud of them. A little... Little blink for the Spotify. So, when it comes to Spotify, I know that there's a lot of controversial theory, not theories, but feelings on Spotify because they're they pay nothing to the artists. I know that the streams give you pennies on the dollar compared to even digital downloads, um, and I understand that. And I am not a musician, and I do not know what it takes to to make money from albums. But I also know that a lot of artists now know that they're not making money from albums as much anymore. They're making more of their money from merchandise and touring and getting out there. Which has kind of been the case for a long time because record companies were making the money off the albums before too. Right. Not to say that it's right and just, but that's kind of been the way that the industry has worked for a while. And my argument for why Spotify works is that I would say that since I've been on Spotify um, for the past three or four years, I have definitely expanded my awareness of music outside of just my like top 20 favorite artists. Mm-hmm. And I think it's by virtue of the way that it's designed and um, the playlist that you can throw on in the background and be like, oh, I love that song. Who is that? And I would say probably I see a lot of live music. I would say probably 30% of the shows I see are artists I would never have heard had it not been for Spotify. And right. that's on radio's fault because radio, great. The new Pitbull song is on 15 times a day. But where I... Where I ever going to hear of other artists, independent artists, um, were it not for Spotify, probably not. So um, this segment is called I Spot a Found Something because it will be a musician who I came across in some way and by virtue of Spotify was able to listen to more of their music very quickly and very easily. And um, I will say this week's artist I actually did not find originally on Spotify, but because of Spotify, as I mentioned, I was able to listen to more of it. But his name is Labby Sifre. And I, I came across this, the song, um, the first song of, of his that I really liked off of a film that came out last year called Diary of a Teenage Girl, mm-hmm. which is, did you see it? I did. It's an it's intense a tough movie. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I went into it thinking it was going to be like a... A light romp through yeah. being a teenager. It is not bad. No, it's a tough watch, but it's like, it's very authentically 70s San Francisco mm-hmm. and um, crying, laughing... Um, loving lying was the song from that film. That that's kind of a perfect title for a song. And, actually, that film. and, and we're gonna also as part of this, um, we're going to create a, uh, a Wigs and Weiss Spotify channel that we're gonna uh, add a lot of playlists to, and we'll start this week or maybe w- next week. But we'll make sure we we on the Facebook page let you know where it is so you can download some playlists of stuff that we're listening to and liking. Yeah. And this one That's might... That's a great idea. We might start... <laughs> no, I forgot to tell you we're going to do that. Um, we might start this week with like sort of the um, the election Xanax playlist. Yes, I have some some top picks for that. So we'll, we'll, we'll start publishing those. Um, but a little background on, on Lot... Um, it's a tough name to pronounce. It's Labby. Labby, L-A-B-I. Um, he grew up Catholic and um, has stated since then that he has since been an atheist. And I think that... I can, I'm not necessarily an atheist, but... Um, I grew up Catholic and it, I think, affected sort of a lot of the way I I look at things now and and can sort of sympathize with a lot of his thoughts and words and music. Um, He played jazz guitar at Annie Ross's Jazz Club in Soho. He grew up outside of London um, in the 60s and in the time between 1970 and 1975 released six albums, which is pretty extraordinary. Yeah. More More than an album a year. And um, in the 70s, he released 16 singles, three of which have been have became hits in London and overseas. And even with all that under his belt, it wasn't until 1978 that he actually took place in the UK heats of Eurovision. You know Eurovision? Mm-hmm. It's what ABBA like kind of blew up in, and it's right. like this huge contest they do every year. 
formed a song there called Solid Love, which placed fifth of 12 songs, and um, he, he kind of blew up there. And even knowing that, like, and he also, um, he toured Britain and Europe, he headlined and supported Ike and Tina, the Hollies, Chicago, the Carpenters and the Supremes, like, he's been surrounded by wow. amazing musicians. And He's just never blown up. And before this movie, I don't think I'd ever heard a song by mm-hmm. him. Um, one of them, actually, the, the biggest hit of his, which still was not a, like, top ten hit, became a number four hit when it was recorded by Madness, which is that band that sings Our House. Okay, okay. In the middle yeah. of our street. And, they, and they, he turned, they turned it into a number four hit. This man who wrote it and performed it himself couldn't get it in the top ten. But, um, and then it wasn't until the 80s. So pretty much throughout this whole time, he's just kind of middling through okay, moderate success. Um, and uh, in the 80s, he came out of a bit of a retirement when he saw a television for a, 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 tele, a TV movie about apartheid in South Africa and it showed a white shoulder, white shoulder. <laughs> we might have to edit that one. That's fine. Um, he came out of retirement in 1985 when he saw a television movie about apartheid in South Africa, and he saw a white soldier shooting at black children, and he ended up writing a song that became probably his signature hit, and it's called Something Inside So Strong, which is also a song that I think we'll put onto the playlist. It's not going to be the one that I'm going to play, but it's an inc- extremely powerful song that's been taken on by a bunch of different um, groups to, to for protests. And actually, what's interesting is that he uh, there was a an Irish um, rebellion group that took it and tried to use it for their cause, mm-hmm. which he did not agree with. And he came out and said, that's actually not what the song's about. Good for him. Yeah. And he has since also said that as much as it was inspired by seeing that TV movie, he wrote it about his own experience as a gay man mm. um, and what he experienced as not being able to like have his love accepted. And his love is unbelievable. He met his partner, um, Peter Lloyd, in 1964. They were together for 30 years. Yes. And in 2004, they were legally recognized as partners. I don't think it was legal marriage. Um, and in 2013, Peter Lloyd passed away. They had been together for 49 years. And they could never marry? They were. I don't think they were legally married. I think they were in a civil partnership. So he just kind of sounds like the greatest guy yes. ever. Um, and uh, his music's been featured in Diary of a Teenage Girl, as I mentioned. And This Is Us on NBC actually oh. just featured as well. So his music's kind of been everywhere. Um, it's so interesting that 30, 40, 40 years later from when he started, now he's starting to blow up. And But even, I don't even know if he's blowing up outside of like, I, I don't know how many other people have tracked him down as right. a musician, which hopefully the few people that listen to this, they might actually mm-hmm. listen to him a little bit, which is why we'll put a playlist together. But Olivia Newton-John, Khalees, Rod Stewart, Joss Stone, and Kenny Rogers have all covered his songs. Yeah, Kenny. And this is the biggest one, is that Eminem... Wu-Tang, Miguel, Jay-Z, and Primal Scream all sampled the exact same song. That is interesting. And I'm going to play you. I know we're going to play a song after this, a full song, but I do just have to play um, one. uh, Sorry, give me just one moment. Just give me Um, a moment. One aspect of this song so you can, and you you tell me what you recognize it from. Mm -hmm. So this is just the beginning this isn't what you'll recognize, but just get that mood. I for do a recognize that riff, though. It, well, it's been in a lot of songs, but there's one aspect of the song coming up. It also sounds very Tarantino-y. It's, you just kind of want to get in that, don't you? Yeah. Just grab your wig a little bit. Run your fingers through your Twist wig. Twist it around. It does sound Tarantino. You're right. Right, like in Kill Bill, just walking down the street. Yeah. This, I'll jump to the moment of when it. Oh, yeah. What is this? Hi, my name is. Yep. What? My name. That was the whitest <laughs> thing I've ever done. Hi. Hi, my, my name, name is. is what? what? My, my name, name is. is. So, yeah. And by the way, the cover art for this is he not the shit? He's the shit. All right, guys, you've got to. We'll put it on our Spotify. You've got to check it out. He's awesome. And I do um, want to wrap it up by saying that. Uh, he performed, uh, David Bowie performed in Sheffield City Hall on the Ziggy Stardust tour in mm-hmm. June of 1973, and he partied into the night at the now-closed Hallam Tower Hotel in Broomhill, 
And Lulu and Labby were also at the bar that night, and they gave an impromptu concert, and Bowie was there for it. Oh. Talk about time travel moment number one for Lindsay. Absolutely. If she were able to fly back in time to see what that must have been like. I had the thought this morning, and this is just going off the time travel. I was like, well, if time travel is real, then we would have seen somebody come back by now. But then we wouldn't have because they would have switched time. So maybe the person that has the ability to time travel is fucking evil. And what had originally happened is that we would have won. And then it was just like a field of roses and daisies. Uh, That's a dark way to bring it back. <laughs> I really just did that whole thing <laughs> to inspire us to find out more about. You mentioned time travel. <laughs> My bad. I'm going to say one positive music thing. Right now, too, um, the the soundtrack that's been getting getting me through very briefly, Antony and the Johnsons was a group that I was introduced to in the early 2000s. My roommate, Lindsay, different Lindsay, introduced me to the group. What if it wasn't a different Lindsay? My roommate, Lindsay. <laughs> I, me. I talk to myself. I love myself so much. <laughs> now has changed uh, her name to Anoni. She's transgendered. She has a song called You Are My Sister, and it's beautiful, and it makes... Everything sad and okay and weird all at the same time. So I suggest we'll put it on the playlist too. Okay. Is it on Spotify? He is on Spotify. She is on Spotify. Excuse me. Awesome. Yeah. Um, he also, uh, last thing about him is that he spoke up very heavily on Brexit <laughs> and all of our foolish comforts. And now even after this election, he just posted a couple days ago, he does have a Facebook account that he posts to, that the greatest masses of the people were more, were, will more easily fall victims to a big lie than to a small one. About that. About that. Moving on. All right. So this has been a little bit of a dark episode. We need to flip our wigs then. We need to flip our wigs. It's time to flip. Yeah. Woo, sound effects. <laughs> um, you want to start? Yeah, because this one. I'm taking it off. I'm flipping it. Flip it off. Oh, it's such an ugly wig today. I had to wear an ugly wig in protest. I I approve of that message. I'll post a picture of it. Yeah. My my wig's always the same, but she getting a little <laughs> She's getting a little ugly. Yeah, she's going crazy. So um, I want to start out flipping my wig um, with a shout out to Pants Toot Nation, who it is a Facebook group that um, is all Hillary supporters that are just sharing stories. And, and I have a feeling it's not going anywhere, which no, is fantastic. It's over 3 million members at this point. It's all people, men, women, gay people, people of color, everyone just coming together, lifting each other up, sharing stories of inspiration it has been a lightness and a very dark 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 election and um i'm very grateful for it so um they're a little bit swamped right now because of once they kind didn't become public but hillary mentioned a secret facebook group in her concession speech and ever since then trolls have been attacking it so um if you want to be added, let me know, and obviously I will add you because I know you're not going to be a troll, but uh, it might take a while to actually become a member because they've got to protect themselves. How did you originally become a member? Actually, it, one really, really bright spot of the election, I think I mentioned it earlier, but my brain is mush right now, um, is that it's brought myself and people that I grew up with that are Blue Islands and Red Sea in Indiana like together after years of not speaking, not because we're enemies or anything, but because, you know, life. Yeah. Um, and I came in defense of one of my Facebook friends, um, a girl named Ashley Eng England. I basically called out a troll and said, you know, I have her back and we're nasty women together. And uh, she added me to the group. So, oh. yeah, it's mostly, it's honestly mostly for liberal people living in red states because they feel like they can't talk about it without getting attacked. Right. Um, so it's it's a great support system, and it's just really nice to see people from across the country talking about their love for one another and the love for their country that they think that it can be one day. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I would love to flick my... Oh, my God. 
I'm like, it is, it, we, we are mush today. We apologize. Sorry, like we're going to get, we were really feeling good about last week's episode and we feel good about this, but we did not. It's just, it's a, it's a tough time a to tough be time. light. Yeah. And say words. Um, there is a YouTube channel and they've only done five of them so far, but they do these eighties mashups of, um, current pop songs and they're giving me ridiculous life. They're called Tronic Box. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of them yet? No. I'm going to play you just a snippet of um, a version they just... They, the first time I heard them, they had done a Justin Bieber, What Do You Mean remix that's like slowed down and almost sounds like a um, I'll Be Sure version of, uh, of that type of song. Mm-hmm. But now they've just released Into You by... Um, Ariana Grande, Ooh. are you aware? You know that song, right? Yeah. And just dive into this for a second. It's very MJ. You guys can't see it, but Paul and I are shoulder dancing right now. Oh, just, oh. Okay. We need more <laughs> 80s jams coming back, man. Well, you know what's coming back, actually, is uh, or bring back the 80s sound in a big way. Just play a little slide. Is yeah. uh, Bruno Mars' new song, Versace on the Floor. Oh, I haven't listened to it. I, I'll, I'll listen. I'll, we'll, yeah. put it, we'll put it on our mix. Things to talk about. Anyway. That's Love that. my That's my first wig flipped right off, and there's really, really funny uh, art of her. <laughs> oh, that's hair. amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, we'll put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> we say that and we'll... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it this week. We're going to do it. Um, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna do this one and I'll have one more. Uh, but I just want to say The Onion is fucking killing it this week. Like, I didn't think that I'd be able to laugh for a long time, but yesterday I opened it up and this popped up and I laughed out loud through tears and the headline is vessel for male sexual gratification very sad today (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna read it real quick new haven connecticut noting its slumping posture slack expression and overall downcast appearance sources oh shit i my computer jumped around thanks russia Did it again. Motherfucker. Oh, my God. Putin's listening. Putin is listening. Putin, get a life. What are Putin you doing? I heard that you were going to say, <laughs> so she has said, your computer's broken. I really can't stay on this thing. This is weird. Uh, okay. This is the beginning. We are really probably not going to be able to talk about these things much longer if we're going to be real. All right. I'm going to post a link to the Facebook page because it won't stay on it. Oh, it's God. really strange. Um, but then there's another headline. Maybe this one will be more successful. Uh, it's like your bank account is drained. <laughs> right. It's like, what? I didn't think anybody listened to our podcast. Um, we have an audience, you guys. <laughs> yeah, they're all Russian. And we're under arrest. <laughs> um, uh, this, this other <laughs> headline is, Nation throws off tyrannical yoke of moderate respect for women. Mm. Which is so perfect. It's like every single word. Yep. 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 So Congratulations. Congratulations, Onion. We're still subservient humans. Good job. But also, Onion, thank you for bringing the fresh realness. And I don't know what's up with that other page. But hopefully I'm not getting hacked by the Russians. Um, I'll buzz through two real quick. Oh, you said you have one more after this? I have one more, yeah. Then I'll buzz through three real quick. Darkest Night is a podcast that um, that came out a couple weeks ago. If you're into a different type of podcast, unlike ours, like comedy or NPR or whatever, this is a pure fiction storytelling. Ooh, I like that. I listened to the first episode. I was captivated. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where it's going. It's got horror and somewhat sci-fi elements to it. Um, It's really impressively recorded. They do like some really cool effects and great voice acting. So check it out. Um, Arrival comes out this Friday, which is the new Amy Adams movie. Right. It looks fucking awesome. It's at like 94% or something. Oh, shit. And our friend Jay is the PR guy on that, right? Yes, he is. And he's been working his butt off on it. And it looks awesome. So I'm excited for that. Grown up movies. Um, Don't expect a lot of those in the future. Um, And then uh, a very good friend of mine has a YouTube channel. Uh, You should look it up. It's called A Thrifty Miss. 
and uh, she does what is uh, it's very popular out there, um, but she does it even better than anybody else. And they're called halls. Mm-hmm. Where, I've seen those. Um, people with eyes like her that know how to go into a vintage store and pick out the gems. Unlike me, who's like, I think that's girl, pretty. you got it, you got it, girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a, in training. She really does have an eye for these things. Everything she picks out is awesome, um, and she uh, just loves talking about these things that she finds. Um, she and I are gonna have a little partnership. And we're going to work together on something. We're going to tell you more about it in the future. But check her YouTube channel channel out just to begin with because you'll fall in love with her. Her name is Jackie. She's one of my dearest friends in the world. She's beautiful. She's funny. She, uh, she'll just be like one of those when you need like a, oh, my God, something bad happened today. You'll watch five minutes of her talk talking about these things, these gems she's found, and you'll feel better. So thrifty, a thrifty miss. Awesome. Check it out. I will definitely check it out. Everybody else do the same. Yeah. Um, so my last wig flipping, uh, bustle.com, uh, released, uh, article today that was 12 quotes from history that will calm your post-election anxiety. And, um, one in particular struck me. It's from Eleanor Roosevelt, who is one of my, um, favorite females in history. She's a badass bitch. If you don't know much about her, please look her up. And actually, I think it's on you. You, I would love to know more about her. I think we should have a little Eleanor section in sure. the future. Yeah. Just like a little, like I did with Lobby. Like, just love, give yeah. me some Eleanor I'll, I'll knowledge. give you some, some of that, some of that action. Um, but I would like to leave everybody this week with a quote from her, um, that says as following, You have to accept whatever comes, and the only important thing is that you meet it with courage and with the best that you have to give. So, I only cried once in this (laughs) podcast, and I'm not going to do it again. And I hadn't yet, so I'm just going to breathe through it. Okay. I'll flip my wig on one more thing, too. Yeah. To get through it. (laughs) Samantha B., thank you. Thank you. Um, What... A amazing first season um, to come into this, especially when we lost so much with Jon Stewart. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Noah, I give a lot of credit to. I think he inherited something very difficult to live up to. And I think he's great in a lot of ways. But Samantha really, truly brought the fucking heat this election. And that fight was uh, was not only good for America, it was also good for women um, and comedy, women in comedy. And her and, staff and is just all her like, staff is, I mean, is so diverse. It's probably the most diverse staff on television. And it's um, more of what we need to see in the world. Thank you for breaking every like we don't talk about all the ceilings she had to shatter ever. Um, and she has become now one of the few female late night TV personalities. It's her and Chelsea. Yeah. And uh, I just want to thank her and stay out there and please keep fighting for us because these voices are the ones we need so desperately in the next four years. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you. And thank you, Hillary. And thank you, Hillary. Thank you, Hillary, so much. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back with the book club next week and fewer tears. Much fewer tears. Yes. Um, But thank you for processing this with us. We hope it helped. We hope it didn't just bring you down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> On that note. <laughs> All right, before Thanks, I can depress guys. anybody else, <laughs> buy a wig. Buy wig. If you can
中学。